Now, The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the wine coach, certified sommelier, corporate entertainer, and wife to a world-class chef, Lori is literally pouring the fun back into wine. Meet some of the most interesting people in the world of food, wine, and spirits as she uncorks the recipe for a delicious life. This is Lori Forrester. Yes, it's the Sipping Point, the recipe for a delicious life. And in my mind, there's no delicious life without wine and oysters. So to help me with this magical combination, I have Nick Shaman from the local oyster. He has started a company that will bring the oysters to you for your party, for your celebration, at your workplace, wherever you want him to shuck and tell you and educate you about oysters. He will do it. He has a very interesting background, and I can't wait to talk to him about that time in L.A. and on The Wire and culinary school and everything else. But he is the person, when I was asking who's the oyster expert in Baltimore, you're the one I was pointed to. So welcome to The Sipping Point. Hi, Laurie. How are you today? I'm great. All right. I love your smiling face. You got your O's hat on. Woohoo! Uh, okay. Oysters. I love them. Uh, cooked, raw, whatever. I really haven't had many that I don't like. And I love them with sparkling wine and some other types of wine that we'll talk about later. So I'm excited to learn a little bit more about the oysters than I already do. I know I like to eat them, but I don't know a lot about where they're grown and the different types. And so I thought probably my listeners are in the same boat. Well, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to learn. There is. Okay. So but before we get to that, you have such an amazing interesting background. I love it. And you're kind of a, I would say I'm a second career here, second or third career here in the wine business. You too have some different things that you've done. For instance, you worked on the famous show, The Wire, that everybody thinks that's what Baltimore is. I mean, we know there's other facets, but what did you do for The Wire? Um, I think it was season three. I worked as a grip. So um, we were the guys behind the scenes. Okay. Wrangling cable at four o'clock in the morning in the rain. Wow. um, In the mud on top of cranes and thunderstorms. um, Lighting, lighting it up and making it look like Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then did you go to LA before or after that? Um, I went out to Los Angeles uh, after college, went to University of Maryland and uh, went out there. Yeah. Go Terps. Yeah. Went out to um, to do the film thing and uh, spent a couple years out there and ended up uh, making my way back home. Great. And now you come back to something that you've loved and known since you were a boy, and that's oysters. When is the first time, I ask a lot of people, when's the first time they ever tried wine, people that are on the show in the mm-hmm. wine business, when's the first time you ever had an oyster and how did that affect you? I, I to be honest with you, I can't even remember the first time I had an oyster because From I was so because I was so young. <laughs> right. Um, the story is, and there are pictures to prove it, that uh, my grandfather. We grew up in East Baltimore. Okay. And um, we'd come over to Lexington Market, and he'd sit me up on the bar, order up a couple dozen, and feed them to me, and I could eat them as fast as he could get them in my mouth. Nice. So you've always loved them. Yeah. I mean, it's part of being from Baltimore. Yeah. Um, oysters, crabs. You know, everything from the everything from the, from the Chesapeake. I love it. Okay, so when we start with oysters, and we're going to taste these raw today, give me an idea of where there's different varieties. Is that the term for it? Of them, different places and different varieties. Well, there are actually 
only really five true species of oysters. Okay. Um, but everything that is grown on the East Coast from Canada all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Is, um, I always have a hard time pronouncing it, Crassostrea virginica. So that's the scientific... Crassostrea virginica. So it's a Virginia oyster. Okay. It's called the Eastern oyster. Okay. So that is the species that we're all familiar with here in, in Maryland. Okay. All right. So what is, uh, which one of these here, and I'll take a picture for the web so people can see, which one of these or all of these from that family? Are they all East Coast? Well, they're all four of them are from the East Coast. Um, we have one from Virginia. It's called a skinny dipper. Okay. It's my favorite. Uh, ah. Great medium brine Maryland oyster. Um, we have chinkatigs, which are from Virginia. Very salty seaside oyster. Okay. Um, we have uh, malpex, which are from Prince Edward Island, Canada. And um, what else do we have? To Island Creeks today, which are from uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts. Nice. And these are all, we have to give a shout out, these are all donated by a very special purveyor that you work with. J.J. McDonald. They are uh, the finest in seafood distribution. Um, I've been working with them for about two years now. Okay. And um, they're really great. If if uh, you need a special order or anything... Uh, yeah. Any special requests? You give them a holler, and and they're right on it. So okay. Well, let's let's start with your favorite. Which you is that the right where to if we're going to taste? Is that the right place to start? The skinny dipper. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll start in the we'll start in Maryland waters and the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, while you're shocking them, maybe you can give us some tips on that, and then I can also tell you about the first wine because I know you told me and uh, when we talked before the segment you're more of a PBR kind of guy which I totally appreciate my husband is too and we have a lot of that uh, in our beer fridge as we call it right <laughs> which happens to have wine too but uh, I have a sparkling wine that I want you to taste with the skinny dipper at some point but what's what's the key to shucking an oyster um not to cut your fingers off Okay, no, and you I'm haven't teasing. done that yet, so we're good. No, um, you only have to do it once, and you know what not to do. Okay. Um, pretty much every oyster has a, a cup side mm-hmm. and a top side. All right. Um, old school shuckers um, from back in the day, they like to serve oysters on the flat. Um, so they'll turn it upside down and, and serve it on, on the lid. Okay. Um now uh, that these are all farm raised and and we want to we want to savor the marois, if you will, the water that they come from. Yep. So that's why we serve them on the cup now. So um, all of that delicious liquor uh, or the oyster juice, if you will, right, um, pretty much tastes like the the body of water that they're from. Okay. So that's an important part of tasting the oyster. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick taste of the wine that I brought, then I'm going to taste the oyster you shucked, and then I'm going to go back, because it's what I call the wine sandwich. You taste the wine, you taste the food, you go back and taste the wine again. In a great pairing, the wine tastes even better on the second sip, because you've done a good job with the pairing. Make sense? Well, you show me how to do it. I will. So the first wine that I brought here is from a winery called Stromsburg in Calistoga. It's their affordable line of sparkling wine because Stromsburg makes amazing sparklers, usually $40 and up. This one um, is in the $30 range. It's called Mirabelle. It's a brute sparkling wine. And sparkling wine, of course, I'm sure you've heard 
Champagne and oysters. Everybody's heard that mm-hmm. sort of advice. And then the neat thing here with this is we've got uh, about 52% Chardonnay. The other half is Pinot Noir. And sparkling wine tends to have fruit, but also good acidity that's going to match up to that salty brininess of the oyster. Okay. And then when you go back to the sparkling wine, it's going to taste smoother after the oyster than it did in the beginning. So I'm going to take a quick sip. This is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And that's your glass on the left, okay. just so you know. Um, all right. So here I'm going to go to the oyster and taste and then come back and we'll see if I did a good job. Oh, my gosh. It tastes so fresh. Mm. The oyster is delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. Really nice. Very nice. All right. So did you get a chance to sip your sparkler? Here we go. Now you had an oyster and go back. And what I really went to pay attention to is the acidity part of that. That tart that you got on the first sip is so much smoother and more mellow now after the oyster. It really did uh, mellow it out quite a bit. Absolutely. And I like how um, the bubbles. The effervescence kind of cleans your palate. Yes. So now you're ready for the next oyster. Wow. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Who knew? Well, I did. Uh, (laughs) We're going to take a quick break with Nick Shaman from Local Oyster. We'll be back. We're going to have three more oysters and three more wines to taste on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. We're back with The Sipping Point. Today we're talking oysters and wine. One of my favorite combinations. Woo! I'm so excited. I can't even say it. One of my favorite combos ever. And I have an oyster expert, Nick Shaman from the local oyster, local oyster, the local oyster.com or just local oyster.com. The local oyster.com. All right. Google local oyster and you're going to find him. He comes up like oh, geez. Top, top of the Google search. And Nick is an oyster expert, but. He isn't at any one shop, although he has a shop coming that we're going to find out about later. He actually brings the oyster party to you, which I love. That's right. And I've picked out four great wines that I think are perfect for oyster. We just had the Mirabelle Brut Sparkling Wine from Schramsberg in Calistoga. It's their more affordable version of their sparkling wine. Uh, in the 30s rather than their higher end stuff in the 40s. So I think it's delicious. Uh, my next pick, and then we'll talk about what oyster you're going to educate us on, is called Les Charmel. It's a Muscadet. Muscadet is a region in the Loire Valley in France. That's fun to say. It is fun Muscadet. to say. It's not Muscat, which is a sweet wine. Nothing to do with Muscat. It's Muscadet. And Muscadet is one of those classic, we call it classic oyster wines. Next to Champagne, it's the one you think of. It's high acid, high acidity, but still good citrus and uh, other fruits there. The grape is called Melon de Bourgogne. That's the name of the grape they use. And uh, when you go to France, this is just something very quaffable that you would have with your seafood and lots of different kinds of seafood. And so this is my pick for the next oyster, which is? Um, we're moving up to Massachusetts now for uh, the Island Creek oyster. All right. So tell me a little bit about the Island Creek. Right away, the shells are much bigger. Um, Just a total novice thing here. Does that have anything to do, if you see the oyster shape bigger, does that mean the taste will co- go along with that or not? Well, generally, a, a younger, smaller oyster will be a little sweeter. Okay. Um, these are rugged fellows, 
Okay. Um, they're they're started off for their first year in cages, and um, then they're actually planted in the, in the sand uh, okay. off the coasts of uh, Duxbury Bay, right around Cape Cod there. Okay. Um, so they get a lot of natural tumbling um, from the tides coming in and out. Okay. So um, they grow up big and strong. They're a really um, pretty salty oyster, buttery to start, and um, I guess they like to say that they have a mossy finish. So I kind of... Mossy? Mossy. Mm. Uh, tastes like seaweed to me, but okay. yeah, uh, you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a taste of, of um, Cape Cod. Okay, great. And if you want to taste the muscadet, we got pear, melon, that citrus, and that acidity that when you make your wine sandwich here, I think you're going to see uh, how this, it really does make a big difference uh, in the uh, in the taste of the wine. I'm handing oysters over to our producer here because they cannot just watch. I know, we can't, we can't if we get caught with liquids here. And look at our studio. It's full of liquids. <laughs> We're going to get kicked out of this building. All right. Hold on. I'm making the oyster sandwich. Dry wow. Wine. That's a big oyster. You can't eat that very elegantly, mm-hmm. can you? Does you have to have a slurping technique? Okay. What is it? Okay. Can can I just... Do it. Go All for right. it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was a big one. Wow. If Did you guys ever see aliens? No. <laughs> <laughs> So you just basically put your face down in that oyster and just slurped it right up. Um, and that's okay, right? Is that proper a, etiquette with oysters? Give it a little kiss. Aww. I mean, All right. Now go back and take a sip of the muscadet. Oh, I like it. Now to me, that lightens up a little bit. It's yeah, really dry real, at first and then and you, you get, get the more, brine. You get more fruit out of it. Exactly. And it, Yeah. It takes that. It's not just the acid that you feel. You get... More of that. And it's such a palate cleanser. It doesn't have the bubbles that the Mirabelle Brute had from California, but the acid is what's cleansing your palate. So the next oyster is just as luscious and delicious. Laurie, I'm feeling very sophisticated here. (laughs) I love this. Okay. Now, um, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about what you do if you actually show up and do a party for somebody, an oyster party. But real quick, you have some accoutrement here. That's a fancy word. For side things. Um, lemon. You have cocktail sauce. I think that's a minuet. Minuet? We call it pickled onion. Pickled onion. Okay. We're not that fancy. I love it. Yeah. All right. So these are just, you. Know, I've tasted all your oysters so far and they taste delicious without anything. When do you decide to put these things on them? Well, uh, generally we suggest that you taste the oyster as it is. Okay. You know, you, you, you get to taste the miroir. You get to taste the flesh. Um, you get an idea of what you're working with, and um, and then later, and then you can, you can start doing start that. playing around. Okay, um, and every accoutrement, if mm-hmm. you will, um, adds another layer of flavor to it. So um, yeah, it's fun to play around with. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the sipping point. We're going to come back and do more playing around with oysters. We have two more kinds that we haven't tried. We'll be right back on the sipping point. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach, and I'm back with Nick Shaman of The Local Oyster at thelocaloyster.com. He is an oyster expert from a very young age, and now I love that you made your passion, you're passionate about food in general, but you thought, what am I most passionate about? And oysters was the thing that came to the forefront for you. Um, Every time we had a special celebration, special occasion, a party, Christmas, New Year's. 
Thanksgiving, there nice. were oysters. I love it. And, and my favorite at Thanksgiving is oyster stuffing. Mm-hmm. That's what we have. And oyster I love stew. It. Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. So you've made a business right now. Let's talk about what you're doing now, where you bring, bring the oyster party to your client. How does it work? I call you up. I say, hey, I'm having a special birthday party. I want you and your oysters to come to my place. How does it work? That's exactly how it works. Yeah? You just come? Is there like a truck, a cart? Um, No, it kind of kind of started off um, with a cooler and an oyster knife. Nice. And then we got a table. And then we got a tent. And uh. then we got tablecloths. So and now it's it's the whole the whole nine. Um, so pretty much um, as long as we're available, we have the ability to do about three parties on the same day uh, wow. at this at this point. Um, but, um, you know, given get an idea of how many people are attending. Um, mm-hmm. We shuck them. We steam them. We roast them. Um, so oh, essentially that. we're doing a multi-course oyster tasting party. Love it. In your backyard. Okay. I love everything about this. Or, All your, right. or your wedding. <laughs> okay, so let's go to our next oyster. Um, tell me a little bit about what we have, and then I'll tell you what wine I have for you to try. Okay. These big oysters are called Ooh. Malpex. Oh, they are big. Yeah. They're from Prince Edward's Island in Canada. Okay. Um, north of Nova Scotia. They are a very tender oyster. Um, very, very salty. High brine. Okay. <clears throat> and um, the folks that grow these like to consider them, uh, they, they say they have a little bit of a, a lettuce flavor to them. Um, hmm. That one's and tough for the, me. The, I, is the they thing a lot like the crazy wine tasting notes that the wine people write? Pretty much. You know, it's... Um, Voluptuous bosoms of fruit. That's you, what they write. It's like, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> It's an oyster. I'm teasing. No, yeah. it's... I mean, we use, we use the uh, description of different fruits as a way to communicate about the wine. Mm-hmm. I guess it's really because if you say it tastes like oyster, then you would think they all taste the same. There has to be a way to differentiate, yeah, They're all different. I think the, right. the thing that stands out with the Malpex for me, um, one is the color of their shell. I and mean, you mm-hmm. can see it's kind of got a, a golden hue to it. Right. Um and these are grown in deep water. So I think it uh, has a lot to do with the water temperature of the, the Canadian water. Gotcha. And um, It's chilly the, up there. The Chesapeake Bay is generally sand. Okay. And I think um, the, 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 the earth that these oysters grow in um, has a really high mineral content. Okay. So I will say that these have a little clay um, taste to it. And if, if, oh. if you can use that as a... I like it. Okay. Perfect. So, all right. What do I have wine-wise? Let me tell you about the wine I have for you. I have the Chateau Vignol. It's actually a white Bordeaux from a region called Entre-de-Mer. Entre-de-Mer means between two waters. Mm-hmm. And there are two major rivers that run through Bordeaux. This region happens to be in the middle. A lot of the red wines we talk about, we talk right bank or left bank of the of the river, but this is actually in the middle of two. 
And they're known for white wine, which a lot of Bordeaux is known for red. This is a blend. It's 70% Sauvignon Blanc with 15% Semillon and Muscadel as a little added. Semillon gives it uh, some nice body and oiliness, and the Muscadel gives it a perfume. But Sauvignon Blanc, as we all know, crisp, acidic, citrus flavors, really fun stuff. This has some floral essence, they say, a little bit of floral. But it's your glass on the left. Swirl it up and smell it. And also, here's a fancy term if you want to really show up some of your wine snobby friends, stone fruit, okay, which means anything with a pit, peach, nectarine, that kind of thing. So when you give it a taste. That's my favorite one so far. Oh, nice. Yeah. Really good fruit, but also you have that nice, crisp, acidic finish. So let's make a little oyster sandwich and see what we're working with here. No slurping this time. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow. Wow. You so can good. taste mineral. Mm-hmm. And clay. Oh, my gosh. I love that with the oyster. Right? That fruit was such a good balance to the minerality and the saltiness. Mm. And you really... No lemon yeah. needed. No lemon needed. I know we have all of our sides, which we can play with later, but uh, certainly it's not necessary. I love that. Really good. Okay. I have a question for you. You have been shucking all these oysters and not once have I gotten any little bit of shell. Sometimes I get oysters when I'm out, the raw oysters, and you get all these shell left over in your mouth. Mm -hmm. How is it that you're able to avoid that? Is it just luck today or you just... (laughs) What is your technique? Um, it's um, mostly practice. Okay. And finesse. So, mm. how do you learn that? <laughs> you you shuck a hundred thousand oysters. Wow. And then once you get used to the feel of the knife and the shell, each shell's different. Okay. Some are hard. Some are brittle. Um, a lot of people just. And if you're too aggressive, that's when you're. They just try and jam that in there and start twisting and. Shell goes flying everywhere. All right. So if you 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 do it very gently, just a just a just a little twist, and um, she'll pop right open. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Our latest pairing we just tried the Chateau Vignol Entre de Mer. It's the 2015 from Bordeaux um, with our oysters. We're going to come back. My last oyster wine, which I'm really excited for Nick to try. We'll be back with the sipping point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. I'm in heaven. No, really, we're here. (laughs) This is heaven. Oysters and wine. I have Nick Shaman from Local Oyster, and he will come out and oyster up any party for you. You got it. At your place of work, home, whatever. But before I unveil my last of the four oyster wines I chose and your last variety, I heard a little rumor that you're going to actually have a brick and mortar store coming soon. Tell me about that. It's very exciting, Laurie. Okay. Um, Where are you going to be? We're going to be opening up our flagship first oyster bar in the new Mount Vernon Marketplace. Okay. It's 520 Park Avenue. It's kind of um, Belvedere Square, Lexington Market sort of deal. Nice. And there'll be about 17 other vendors in there, and we'll be doing oysters and clams and shrimp and lobsters and Bloody Marys and beer, oh, and it's going to be wonderful. Well, I might have to give you some wines to have over there. Mm, 
okay. Just a couple affordable. And I meant to mention, other than our sparkler, which always a little more more uh, expensive, our flat wines, if you will, the Muscadet, the Bordeaux, and now this Chocolat that we're going to try from Spain are all under $20 retail. I like Chocolat. Yeah. So let's talk about the wine, and then you're going to tell me about the oyster variety we're tasting next. So this is a Leme. And it's from um, Chacalina or Chacali. This is Basque country in Spain. So it's right all the way to the top north part of Spain on the edge of France, but it's still Spain. And the specific area that this is made in, and, and I'm going to say this slowly because it's a mouthful, is uh, Getar, Getaria, Getar, we talked about this. <laughs> I can't say it. Getariaco, Getariaco, Chacalina. We will edit that so I sound perfect. Okay, people? Well said. Get- <laughs> anyway, there are different areas of Chocolina or Chocoli. There's three, but this is the one we most see in America. And it's the most difficult to say, of course. But anyway, um, Andarabi Zuri is the grape that we use in the Chocoli area in Basque Country. And it's known to make really um, nice fruit but also acidity with the wine. So it's a seafood wine. Mm-hmm. It's right on the coast. Um, it's known for um, being right there and eaten with the Basque cuisine, which is very seafood heavy. And they leave the CO2. When we ferment wine, two things are byproducts, alcohol and CO2. And normally with dry wines, table wines, we let the CO2 evaporate. But with this wine, they leave the CO2 there. And so you have this little bit of fritz, although not sparkling, that's just really refreshing. I like it. What do you think? I like it. Have you, you've not had one of these before, right? Uh, no, I have not tasted a chocolina. Chocolina. And you now said I can it. say it. Yeah, I love it. Chocolina. So exotic fruits, they say lychee or lychee. Mm-hmm. However you pronounce it. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Hawaii, but certainly a fruit that you see a lot of. Um, But you really get that nice um, sense of exotic fruitiness on the nose. And then you take the sip. You got that acid. What do you have oyster-wise to pair with this for me? Well, we're back to the Chesapeake Bay. Um, Actually... I misspoke. We're uh, we're back to Virginia. We're ah. we've got Chincoteague oysters here. Okay. Everybody knows what a Chincoteague is, right? Um, right on the Atlantic Ocean. Very, very, very briny oyster. This is probably the saltiest they come. Okay. All right. Well, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, um, take a little sip. Wine sandwich. Take a little sip of your chocolate. This is a 2014 vintage, so nice and current, just like our Entre de Mer. Our Muscadet uh, was a 2013, and our Mirabelle was a non-vintage, but sip the wine. Now we're going to taste the oyster. This is like... You brought these fun little oyster spoons, forks. It's like getting hit in the face with a wave. Wow. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the ocean. That's the ocean. That's so delicious. All right, back to the wine. Wow. Ooh. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, go back to your, if you have a little of your Bordeaux, I'm going to try a little of that, too. Like, oh, no, I like it better with the chocolate. Usually that brine lingers. Yeah. And it'll it really... it'll stay on your tongue and, and almost, you know, pucker you up, but... 
this really, but when you go to the wine, it really like calms it, the brine down on your tongue. It goes away, but it's able to to stand up to that mm. and clear your palate. I love that. That's a really fun. It's a different one. I thought it would just be fun to throw it in there. I think the sparkling wine or champagne, your Muscadet, your white Bordeaux, pretty classic pairings. But I think Chocolat, just to try something new, affordable, different from Basque Country in Spain, is hopefully inspiring some of the folks out there to try something different. Nice. All right. So tell me about these pickled onions. Hmm. We're going to try some of these accoutrements. Side things um, <laughs> after the break, but tell me a little bit about I've I've seen horseradish, I've seen cocktail sauce. What about pickled onion? I've not seen this as it's, a side. It's um my take on a traditional French mignonette. Okay, um, which is generally champagne vinegar, shallot, and uh, the word uh, mignonette is the term for cracked pepper. Oh, okay. Um, so doing large events and. Shucking thousands of oysters a day. Right. Um, you can imagine how many shallots that is to peel. Ah, okay. <laughs> so we started using red onions and uh, on the mandolin. And um, we, may, we, we just get it going. And um, people seem to like it a lot. Cool. Yeah. I love it. So that's, that's your specialty. Uh, oysters are our specialty. <laughs> Your specialty side. All right. Well, Nick Shaman from Local Oyster, thank you so much. I know you're more of a PBR guy, but I hope I inspired you a little bit with some of these wines. All very affordable. Most of them under $20. All great with oyster. So hopefully every now and then we'll substitute wine as a best pairing for oyster. What do you say? Merci beaucoup. (laughs) All right. If you want to check out Nick and his business, go to localoyster.com. In the fall, we'll be coming out to your brick-and-mortar place, but for now, you can just come to wherever we are. Yeah, we'll see you October 1st in Mount Vernon. All right, cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laurie. This is Laurie Forster, the wine coach. We're back with the sipping point. Spam, my producer. Has this been heaven? It's been amazing. I know. Oysters and wine. We have to do this more often. (laughs) I don't know if I can get away with it. I don't know if they're going to pay me when they see me having this much fun. I know. These four wines were all delicious with Nick's oysters, and I hope everybody learned a little more. I know I did. I definitely did. I know. I love this. So he's he's inspired me, and I can't wait for his place to open because I'm going to be first in line. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be right behind you. Yeah, but it's summer, and I want people to know about a really cool event I'm doing next week, Mm -hmm. and it's called The Barflies of Baltimore. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, we have a lot of famous drinkers right. in Baltimore and Maryland's history. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be on the Sea Dog, which is part of the um, entertainment cruises. You know, the spirit of Baltimore is the big ship. Right. Well, the Sea Dog is a smaller one. The yellow ones. The yellow ones. Yep. Exactly. We're not going to totally speed around all the time because what we're going to do is we're going to stop at various places. I'm going to educate people on some of these bar flies in Baltimore's history. Mm-hmm. Each stop, we have a beer, a cocktail and a wine. One at each stop. Awesome. So we're going to be drinking, we're going to be cruising, and we're going to be learning about these imbibers in Baltimore's history. I'll take that. Yeah, go to go to thewinecoach.com and click on events. Also, don't forget to see my friends at the Oregon Grill. Call them at 410-771-0505 for a reservation. They're amazing. And special thanks to my other sponsors, Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis, Wine World, and Hair of the Dog Wine and Spirits.